Praise God. I uh, want to talk to you today about uh, Jesus is the healer of the brokenhearted. And uh, I, I just want to uh, open some things up for you guys um, to maybe help some people here in the room and those who have tuned in today. But uh, also, we are not just getting help, we are called to help. I'll say that again. We're not just getting help, we're called to help. We are to help with the help we've received. <laughs> and uh, there's so many different uh, stories in the room, uh, different uh, uh, levels of people's experiences of life. And uh, uh, if you've been alive for very long, you've gotten some help somehow. And uh, we trust that uh, that help came from the Lord, and it might have came through someone, but Ultimately, if we get strengthened and help, it's coming from God himself. Praise the Lord. But we're going to go into Luke chapter 4, verse 16 through 20. I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version, uh, unless I tell you differently, okay? Verse 16 says, So he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down and the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. So here we are in the, uh, you know, this holiday season, Christmas, uh, celebrating uh, the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ when uh, God became man in the person of Jesus. And uh, we, we are uh, aware of um, his purpose of coming into the earth was uh, for really uh, to redeem, to seek and save that which is lost. Isn't that right? But I want to give you uh, five basic ministries of Jesus really quick here from verses 18 and 19. Uh, number one is Jesus came uh, into this world uh, for, because he wanted to bring salvation to humanity. Isn't that right? And uh, so uh, he came to preach the gospel, which the gospel uh, is the power of God unto salvation, we know uh, from Romans. Uh, he came to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. In other words, this is the accepted time. This is the season uh, of salvation and redemption. And of course, the word salvation is all-inclusive, uh, is preservation, wholeness, healing, well-being. All those things um, are included. So he came, number one, uh, for to bring salvation to a lost uh, humanity. Number two is spirit baptism. He said, uh, the spirit of God in this, by the way, this is Isaiah 61 that Jesus is quoting from um, that was uh, prophetically speaking of him. And uh, so he's saying, uh, the spirit of God is upon me. He's like, man, on me. But what he uh, came to do was to create uh, in us the ability for the Spirit of God to be upon us. Isn't that right? 
Uh, we know the story. Jesus, his last communication with uh, his disciples and, and uh, a group of people, 500 people were on a hill. And, and uh, he said, go to Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. And uh, so, so it was important, imperative for them to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. So Jesus uh, was baptized in the Holy Ghost. Isn't that right? He was anointed. And so he came uh, to bring spirit baptism into our lives. Praise God. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Amen. How many are glad you're filled with the Holy Ghost? Glory to God. Hallelujah. I always like to quote Miss Lanny, Pastor David's mom, uh, Lanny Sharon. Uh, She said, I would rather be without my head than the Holy Ghost. And I thought, man, I agree. Praise God. Amen. Because your head will get you in trouble where the Holy Ghost won't. Amen. And uh, so we're just so thankful that we can, we can sometimes just go out of our minds and go into the spirit and just go, glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Just start praying in the Holy Ghost. Get outside of this natural realm and begin to uh, experience uh, God in a whole nother level. Praise the Lord. So he came for spirit baptism. And number three is healing. He gives sight to the blind. Uh, Jesus went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Isn't that right? So healing was a major reason Jesus came into uh, the world to bring healing life. And of course, and that we would do healing as well. Uh, These signs shall follow those that believe. They shall what? Uh, They will speak with new tongues. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall what? Uh, Recover, right? And uh, so we have a ministry that says these signs shall follow those that believe. Seems like every believer needs to be doing what Jesus Jesus was doing. He said, the things I have done, you shall do and greater things. Praise God. Jesus raised the dead. I'm, I'm still working on that. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, you know, uh, Smith Wigglesworth, I think he had 25, somebody, some people say 25 people, others say a hundred and, but whatever he's, he's, whatever the number is, it's um, that many more than I've raised, you know, and uh, I have laid hands on dead people. Praise God. Uh, just so you know, you can't raise a dead person until you pray for him, right? So I've just been practicing, getting ready, you know, and uh, laying hands on them. Now, I don't do that at every funeral, just so you know. If you're worried about me raising up one of your relatives, you wanted to stay that way. Uh, I'm not, don't worry about it. Glory to God. You can trust. I'm just going to do it and believe God. If he leads me to go that direction, uh, one time in particular, I was in, um, actually in, uh, where were we? Honduras. And uh, somebody was just shot and killed while we were doing a service. And uh, so I went down there through, down the jungle, down the mountain, down into a cornfield where a dead body was. All these people were there. And I put my hands on that person and said, Lord God, whatever you need to do, can you do it just right now? And he just laid there. So, but I'm not going to give up. You know what I'm saying? Praise God. That was just a side thought. You can't raise people from the dead or heal people unless you pray for them, right? Amen. So we are in practice. I'm not going to stop because somebody didn't get it. I'm going to keep doing what God told me to do. Praise the Lord. Back to this. All right. And that was number three was healing, uh, sight to the blind. Uh, four is deliverance, proclaim liberty to the captives. So, so he came to deliver and therefore you have come and you go to deliver. You are a deliverer now. You are Christ in the earth doing the works that he wants you to do. Praise God. Number five is emotional healing. Um, He heals the brokenhearted, sets at liberty the oppressed, those who are bruised. 
Praise God. So, so we actually um, are helping people come out of their hurts, come out of their bruises, come out of their experiences of life that cause them to be in the condition that they're in. And believe me, there are plenty of Christians locked into a place of hurt, a place of pain, a place of bruising. Bruising is inner bleeding. That's an inner thing going on that, that they need to get help from, need to get free from. Thank God if you've never experienced that. I'll check you for a heartbeat, by the way. If you've never been hurt, if you've never been broken, you're okay, great, praise the Lord. But most people have. And many of you in this room came out of brokenness into the kingdom of God and you've been set free. And whatever has set us free, whatever experiences of help that we have received, we are to help others with. So this is a two-purpose message this morning, is that we, the body of Christ, the light of the world, the salt of the earth, need to recognize that we've been set free from things and use those things that we've experienced to help others out. Freely you have received, freely give, and secondly is if you are here and you are brokenhearted, you are bruised, and there's many different things that can do that. Uh, The loss of a loved one can break your heart. Divorce can break your heart. Uh, Many different things happen to people in their lifetime. Uh, Molestation is is huge. And I deal with this uh, because I'm a counselor here at the church, you know. But I deal with it even outside the church. People are broken. People are broken. Sometimes it's not their fault. Sometimes it's because their parents made mistakes. I'm telling you, a broken marriage has destroyed children. You think, oh, my life is just messed up because I was divorced. And you got four kids. How about them? How about them? Let's think about them. What's going on in their life? I know because I was a child of divorce. My parents divorced when I was, well, they separated when I was like 10 and, and were fully divorced. I think by the time I was at least 12, I think, and, and off you go, your parents are split up and you go with some other foreign dude to another land. I moved to Barstow, California, which is just this side of hell and, and, and uh, went, left God's country, you know, Washington State, beautiful trees, farm. Pigs, chickens, cows, garden. I could do without the garden. But anyways, so, so, so then I go to Barstow. It rained two, twice the whole year I lived there. And so, so I'm going from broken home to dysfunction. People are broken. So, so I remember years, uh, I'd gotten born again. I was born again for a long time. I was working with the youth ministry and, and I showed a video and it was a video about a, a broken home and a, a girl, you know, grows up without her daddy and all this. Man, I was crying and weeping. What I didn't know is I had brokenness inside of me. I didn't even know. I'm crying and I'm just feeling like compassion for the children because I know there were several broken homes, so many uh, broken families and homes. It means that there are lots of broken people. And what we don't have to do is carry brokenness through our whole entire life. We can leave brokenness at the cross where Jesus came to deliver us, to heal us, to help us. And I can't define why you're broken. I can't measure your brokenness or why or what level it's had against you or how hard it's been for you. Can't measure that. There's been some people through, through some, gone through some horrible things in their life. 
Again, uh, most of which wasn't their fault. Or at least it didn't start that way. Usually it becomes their fault because they start doing brokenness things. And hurt people hurt people. And oftentimes you, you, you find yourself not wanting to be around a person. What you need to understand is they are broken and they need your help. And oftentimes they act like they don't. So Jesus in, uh, in the Amplified Bible Classic Edition says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me, the anointed one, the Messiah, to preach the good news, the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to announce release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to send forth as delivered those who are oppressed, who are downtrodden, bruised, crushed, and broken down by calamity. To proclaim the accepted and acceptable year of the Lord, the day when salvation and the free favors of God profusely abound. In verse 21, uh, in the New King James says, And he began to say to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. This begins now. (laughs) I am the healer. I'm the bruise fixer. Literally, I, you know, just do you mind if we get a little bit of uh, researchy on, on words? Do you guys get lost in the Hebrew? Now, I don't speak Hebrew, so I have to rely on, you know, resources. But that word broken is the word suntribo, which is S-U-N-T-R-I-B-O, if you're taking notes. And it actually means break, to break in pieces, shiver. In other words, little pieces to tread down, to break down, crush, to tear one's body and shatter one's strength. In the King James, it's used um, actually eight times um, and uh, three times bruised, two times break, one times broken shivers, broken to shivers, and broken hearted one time, break into pieces another time. The word heart there is cardia, and uh, um, actually is that organ in the animal body. In other words, it's, it represents a body part for sure, but it also denotes the center of all physical and spiritual life, the vigor and sense of physical life, the center and seat of spiritual life, the soul or mind as it is the fountain and seat of the thoughts, passions, desires, appetites, affections, purposes, endeavors, of the understanding, the faculty and seat of the intelligence, of the will and character of the soul so far as it is affected and stirred in a bad way or good, or of the soul as the seat of sensibilities, affections, emotions, desires, appetites, passions of the middle or central or inmost part of anything, even though in inanimate. This is what has been broken in people. You wonder why people become ineffective is because they have been broken. And you've been around people where you can go, oh man, they're they're broken. That human there is broken. We see a lot of people that are homeless. And I'll tell you this, many of them, if not all of them, many of them, I'm trying to be conservative, are broken There are just a small smidgen of them that have a circumstance, and most of them get right off the street. That's been our experience. We've been ministering to the homeless for over 20 years, and that's our experience. The ones that don't want to be on the street get off the street. We get out there and talk to them, and many of them are damaged. They're broken. They're on drugs, many of them, and they're relying on other things for their help. And we go out there, we go out there for the main reason is to tell them 
there is help. We go out there and feed them because that's their immediate need and felt need. But we know what they need is Jesus Christ to deliver, to deliver them from their hurt, from their pain. And so we are um, the, the Jesus representatives now in the earth, helping those who are broken, looking for that person who needs our help. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we're talking about shattered, you know, this brokenness that Jesus came to help us with. And shattered, literally, you know, it would be illustrated by pottery primarily for them. But for us, it probably more accurately would be like glass. You know, if I threw a glass jar down on this carpet, it would blow up and the shards would be everywhere, right? And we would recognize that as impossible to uh, fix, we recognize it as that can't be fixed. There's no amount of glue, you know. Maybe we could scrape it up. I don't know. Melt it down. I'm not sure. But here's the deal. What we think is impossible, Jesus said, I have come to do this, to heal the brokenhearted. And we sing a song about he takes, uh, uh, you know, gives us beauty for ashes. I mean, we're talking about dust right now. He's going to take your broken life, the ashes of your life, the hurt and the pain of your life, and he's going to take that and make something amazing with it. Glory to God. And he wants to move into that area of your life. You can't just hide it. You can't just keep everybody from your, your hurt and your brokenness. Because your way out of it is to recognize it and allow God to come into that area of your life. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. I knew um, a young lady who uh, was part of the ministry here, um, and uh, she, she knew something had happened to her as a child, and uh, uh, it was just more than, than she, she, she couldn't figure it out. She didn't know what it was. She had no consciousness of it. And so she began to talk to her family members and, and say, I feel like something has happened to me as a child, and I don't know what it is. And their face that would change, her countenance would be like, oh, Oh, no. You know, how did she find out? What, who, somebody, who told her? So she knew something happened. Nobody ever told her. She knew probably by the direction of the Holy Spirit, right, that something took place. She had, she had a brokenness that she wasn't even conscious of. And she began to become indignant to her family members. Tell me what happened to me. She found out that she was brutally molested at three years old by a 12-year-old cousin who brutally and viciously molested her where she had to go to the hospital. But it, she had no conscience of it, that her brokenness and her pain came from an event that literally she was not thinking of. And later, uh, she, she became like a gangbanger, carried a 357. You saw her, you like, wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't believe, you're like, what? So she became, uh, she embraced her pain, not even really realizing where it was coming from. And it began to identify her. And this is the scary part about hiding your brokenness, your bruises, inner bleeding. It's, it's the danger of trying to pretend like it's not there. You must deal with it and allow God to move into that area of your life. Trying to make a long story short is, is that she began to go to counseling afterwards because she realized that she needed help. But she also realized that she was angry with Jesus. 
Why did you allow that to happen to me? And it took her five years of counseling to allow Jesus into that area of her life. The counselor, Christian counselor, said, are you ready to let Jesus into that place? And she, crying, said, yes, yes. And when, when, when he uh, came into her, that area, because she opened it up to him, he came into that area and opened her eyes, and she saw Jesus being molested. And she realized that he didn't leave her. He experienced it with her. And she began to become a whole person again and became effective at helping other people out of those kind of situations and empowering people that had been hurt, those who had been broken. Now she's been empowered to become what God intended for her to become. And listen, God will use your brokenness to do great things, I promise, if you'll give it to him. Jesus wants to move into that area of hurt, of pain, of bruising. And oftentimes we act out in ways and we don't even recognize or realize where it comes from. I've counseled many people that had been angry. I had one person who would get so enraged because of the things that happened to her. She's not letting anybody else get over on her. And, and she said she would black out and, and, and almost kill people in rage when she would get in fights. This is a woman. And Jesus moved into that area of her life and delivered her and what she used to hide and be ashamed of. She would stand up before young ladies and tell them about her help and her deliverance, about her brokenness and how God delivered her. And our altars would fill with young ladies that had the same thing happen to them. Listen, there's lots of brokenness in the church that doesn't need to be in the places that it is. And not people, you're a child of God and Jesus came to help you with it. Don't hang on to it. Don't carry it. Don't go from relationship to relationship. Because listen, if you bring your ex-husband or ex-wife into your next marriage, then you're going to bring it into the next one and the next one and the next one. Leave all your exes in Texas and get, become a whole person by giving Jesus your pain, giving Jesus your hurt. Leave your brokenness at the altar. He came for this purpose and for this reason. I know there's some people in here just, you know, you've just been, man, I've just had a really good life. I don't have no brokenness. That's wonderful. Thank God for that. Then you take this to them, those who have. I guarantee you're surrounded by them. I can have a ball cap on backwards in Walmart. In sweats, can be one in the morning, which I don't do hardly ever, in, you know. And I'm, I'm in there shopping, thinking I'm, you know, on the down low, and here they come. I think Walmart is a counseling center. I kid you not. They just must look at me and go, there's somebody who cares. And they come and they tell me their life stories. Pastor Tony Wright used to be on staff here, and he has his own church out in San Diego area. He said that you have some kind of weird you can say to curse on your life where people are compelled to tell you everything about themselves. I can't tell you how many people would share and tell me that I've never told anybody this before. We're talking people in their 50s who were molested when they were nine, never told a soul, and carried that brokenness, carried that pain through their whole entire life until that moment when they opened up. I've walked people out of these dark places while at Costco on the phone. 
We should know no boundaries. People need help. I know that I, I could have borders and boundaries, and, and uh, um, I feel like that, that sometimes I overdo that, possibly. But man, do you think Jesus overdid it? I mean, that whole having all of his flesh stripped off of him, nailed to a cross. It didn't end there. He went down into the lower regions and suffered the full penalty of our sin and rose and sat down. And now here we are doing what Jesus did. I have to be mindful. I have a wife. I have a family. They have pretty much have understood that I'm, I'm Pastor Andy, and, and then people are, are pulling, and people have needs, and, and I'd like to believe that, that my son has the same compassion. I'm watching him now grow into wanting to help the kids, the youth, and, and loving them and talking to them, and they line up for help. Such a joy and pleasure to see people who have been a part of our church for years, how they've walked out of dark places. And our whole people now, strong. Literally, we have people I've, I've actually had to exercise demons out of. These are Christian people. I have lots of scriptures. Saul was rejected. And an evil spirit came on him. David had to play. Cast those things out. Rejection from hurts and pains causes anger in so much that Saul um, became a spear chucker through a spirit, David. So murder comes into your mind. If you've ever been hurt or betrayed, or felt that way, you know? Uh, some people have asked me, have you ever considered divorce? That is not right. God would not have me to divorce my wife, but I have considered murder. Homicide has crossed my mind. I don't know why. And that, I know that is probably wrong, you know? Yeah, <laughs> no children not having a mom at all. <laughs> it's wrong, right? <laughs> so, so, I've heard other people say, if you haven't considered murdering your spouse, you haven't been married very long, you know? And I was like, oh my goodness, you know? But listen, it's like ground zero. Marriage is like ground zero. It's ground zero. If you don't learn how to deal with hurt, if you don't know how to deal with bruising, then you live a fractured life. Eventually, it will be fractured. You have to know how to deal with those things. And let's face it, that we don't wake up every day on our top of our game. Say, hey, baby love, sugar lips, how you doing, baby? Right? My wife is a morning person, so I get up and wake up. She's like, good morning, sweetie, how are you? I'm like, you know. So anyway, so there's all these different things, and I've had to literally repent to my wife. Listen, gentlemen, if you've never repented to your wife, you need to get right with God, because I know you should. 
And, and same thing with ladies. If you've never said, I'm sorry to your husband, I shouldn't have said that, I shouldn't have talked to you that way, you need to repent because I know you said something or you talked a certain way, you shouldn't have. We actually hurt each other and we gotta be prepared to know how to deal with hurt, deal with bruising. Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted and to help those who are bruised. Otherwise, you keep making X's. We have people that are on their fifth marriage. And they want us to put them together, and, and I'll be like, you need counseling. Oh, no, 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 I'm a professional. I've been married four times. And you're like... Yeah, that's what we're talking about here. How about getting a little help before you go run headlong into this one? Listen, I'm not condemning people for getting remarried. I am not condemning people for doing that. But if you're going to do it again, why don't you regroup and look at the areas of your life? Because sometimes it's not even the husband. It's something happening from your childhood I'm running out of time. But I'm telling you, I have been in counseling with marriages where I'm just like, I'm at a loss. I'm hearing their story. You know, he does this, he does that. And, and it just seems all surfacy, surfacy. We all could come up with stories about our spouses, isn't that right? Squeezes the toothpaste in the wrong spot and hangs the toilet paper backwards, puts the forks in the spoons, knives. It's all mixed up. Uh, they're evil. We got all these weird reasons, you know, what, you know, so everybody has stories. So I'm listening, though, and, and it doesn't seem like anything major, and the Holy Spirit tells me she was raped as a child, and that's the reason. I was like, whoa. So I asked the gentleman, I said, do you mind if I, I speak to your wife real quick here? So he steps out. This is in the office. We have windows. It's not like I'm with, alone with her, but I said, I said, have you been molested? And she looked like a deer in the headlights. She began to cry. How did you know? I was like, I wouldn't have known. The Holy Spirit told me. In order for you to, to be a whole person, we have to deal with this. So we prayed, and I told her, we have to tell your husband. And of course, the devil is a liar. Paints all these pictures. Oh, he's going to think this. He's going to think that. And of course, his, his heart was totally compassionate. Oh, no, sweetheart, I'm so sorry. And they hold each other hug and, uh, you know, check off another successful counseling session. Glory to God. <laughs> but it's because her brokenness was dealt with. Her brokenness was dealt with. And if we don't deal with it, then it keeps affecting our lives and defining us. And God wants to help. Praise the Lord. I'm, I'm actually really disappointed that I couldn't share but a few of the many scriptures I had for today. But I asked the Lord to, to help me to help the people that are at this service. And I feel like that there are some of you here that have hurt. You have brokenness. You have bruising, inner bleeding that you need to let Jesus into that area of your life. Let him come into that place 
Because if you don't let him in there, it's going to affect your marriage. It's going to affect your relationships. It can affect everything about your life because it begins to define you, you see. So Jesus came for this purpose, to heal the brokenhearted, to set the captives free, those who've been bruised. That means that literally, if he says the captives free right there is because those who are bruised, those who are broken, they are captive. They are a prisoner of their hurt. And he wants to come right into that area of your life right now and deliver you from that brokenness and that past hurt. Let's bow our heads and pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your grace, your anointing, your power. That you go and meet each person at the point of their need, at the point of their pain and possibly their bruise, whatever that is, that you open their hearts to be able to turn that over to you because you stand at that door and knock. You said that if if we would let you in, that you would sup with us and dine with us. We would experience goodness by opening up. And so, Father God, for each and every person in this room, those who've tuned into the broadcast, I ask that you would empower them to be able to give that hurt, that pain to you and allow you into that area of their life to restore and to heal and to bring back together the broken pieces. We thank you, Father God. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your love. Hallelujah to Jesus. It's going to do this. It's possible that you are here in this room or you've tuned in and you, you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. This is why he came. He came to seek and save that which was lost. He came to heal the brokenhearted. So if you have never invited Jesus into your heart and made him your Lord and Savior, he wants to save you and he wants to lift all those burdens off of you. The Bible says that unless a person is born again, they will not see the kingdom of God. Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. God loves you so much. It says God so loved the world. That means the humans that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. So today, I would like to pray with you so that you yourself, you can make Christ your Lord and you can leave here knowing that he, God, is your father. And that if you were to uh, leave this body, if you were to die physically, that you would spend eternity with God in heaven. So I'm gonna ask you and everyone, actually, if you could join with me in this prayer. If you're here today and you would like to know Jesus, pray this simple prayer. If you've tuned in, pray this with me now. We're gonna talk to God. Say this from your heart. Say, dear God, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died for me, 
that he was buried and he rose again. I call Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Father, for saving me. Thank you, Father, that I've been born again. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer today from your heart, that means you're a child of God. That means if you were to die, you go straight into heaven and spend eternity with God. We are not expecting you to do so, but when you do, God will be there awaiting and all those who've gone before us standing there at the shores of glory. Hallelujah. And uh, all the angels are celebrating your life. Um, And uh, we just want you to know that we have a uh, book written by our pastor, Pastor David Sharon, called Friendship with God. And uh, if you'd like us to send you that book, then please um, uh, email us or call us. uh, Let us know. We want to send that to you. You can comment, of course, on your social media. Uh, Let us know that you have accepted Christ and and what the service did for you today. Uh, We are grateful for your life. Praise God. Thank you so much uh, for joining us today. I do want to do one other thing. And that's for those of you who um, have pain, you're a child of God, you're a Christian, and uh, you want to give this hurt and this pain to him. I'm going to pray a simple prayer with you today. And uh, uh, we we don't um, actually um, have altar calls or those kind of things right now because of our uh, present circumstance and situation, but it doesn't have to be that way. You can give this to the Lord right there, right where you are, in your seats, in your living rooms in your cars, whatever the case is. And so we're going to bow our heads and close our eyes. And we're going to turn brokenness and bruising these things over to the Lord this morning. All right? So just say this from your heart. Say, Heavenly Father, I give my hurts. I give my brokenness. I give my bruising. I give it to you. I forgive everyone and anyone who has ever hurt me done me wrong in any way. I forgive them. I release love towards them. I thank you, Father, for moving into this area of my life. Thank you for your help. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for restoring me. Thank you for giving me beauty for ashes and the oil of joy for mourning. I welcome you into, my, into this area of my life. And I thank you, Father, that I am free, that I will not go back. I will not go back. I will not go back. In Jesus' name, amen.